Hey guys, and welcome to Questions You Have, Answers I Give, and this is episode 84, divisible by three, so it is not only a Patreon bonus, but it is a Patreon all-access bonus, so welcome to the content, to our, our regular feed listeners on iTunes, Downcast, and other platforms. So we have got a, uh, a bunch of questions to get through, well not get through, to enjoy, to savour, to tangent off. And next episode, I'm going to tackle all the ones about the scoring of the Rise of Skywalker episodes. There's already a bunch, some quite meaty responses. So uh, I look forward to uh, chomping on that. Don't forget that all three acts are now up on every feed. And for patrons, there's a new Robber Report, episode 29, Poison Ewoks, and uh, we also cover The Mandalorian, episode 6, The Prisoner, but uh, plenty of fun Star Wars chat before that with Robbo, there is uh, 1981 of Star Wars You by Podcast, both parts, both uh, 1981 Part 1, which is was all access, and then Patreon exclusive Part 2 with Hors Burkhart, and an all access Page Wars, Episode 10 with King Tom Chansky, where we go through the art of Rise, that Rise of Skywalker. So check out all that stuff for uh, all access and patron alike. So if you want to get in a comment about the Rise of Skywalker scoring episodes, your thoughts, your feelings, um, you can chuck it at the bottom of this patron episode. The link will be in the show notes and uh, I'll go through that towards the end of the week. Ryan Costa asks, Hey Steele, really enjoyed your take on what the final scene of The Rise of Skywalker should have been. That would have been such a better ending and a huge prequel hug. Thank you, Ryan. It's a complex question, but what major changes would you make to the prequel trilogy that you feel would enhance it. Right off the bat. Easy. Clone trooper costumes. Get those clones. Get Tamira Morrison in a white suit and then replicate him. Or get other people in white suits with green face masks on and then they can get uh, photoshopped later on with Tamira Morrison. But definitely, I love the uh, the conclusion to Attack of the Clones. But there are parts of it where I am very taken out of it and I just feel like I'm watching the Clone Wars cartoon. And um, I've seen comparisons and of, of troops. Yeah, the troops are um, sort of assembling right at the end, and Yoda's like, um, begun the Clone Wars have. They're, I did Yoda as Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, and that was very, um, I'm always inventing. Winslow, 
what an inspiration. Um, yeah, that where they're all sort of um, getting what do they call that? Gathering, assembling. There's a word for that. Where they an army sort of anyway that doesn't matter. Staging, staging where they're staging. Oh yes, comes through with uh, a basic word. Thank you. Where they're staging, and then a shot from the Clone Wars, and they do look very, very similar. So that is a very basic surface level change. Um, I kind of think, in a story level, don't start Anakin Skywalker out so young have the same actor the whole way through. Have him be a teenage podcasting prodigy. Because the 10-year... I don't know. I got so set in Star Wars films come out every three years and they jump in time about every two years. That's the original trilogy as far as I um, can ascertain. Well, definitely coming out every three years. I can I can lock that one in, okay? But, um, yeah, so then the 10-year the, the gap, I always was like, yeah. So definitely the, the easiest thing is get some uh, vac-formed white plastic. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN stuff and uh, wrap that around to Mira Morrison and then get rid of the 10 year gap and then I think you got to talk directors but you're talking about the script not really yeah okay so I yeah you know, I would say you know bring in Ron Howard um, works well with George Lucas and um, is a far better um, actor's director than GL. But if we're playing by the same rules, I would say um, those two things I just said. What do you think, Ryan? People can chime in with uh, their thoughts. What other things? I, I would have liked to have had more Cypher Dios, I would have liked to have had a firm grasp on that. Maybe if in Revenge of the Sith, after Palpatine comes out as the Emperor or the, um, as Darth Sidious, they could work out that the Emperor killed Cypher Dios. He could just tell Yoda. Just cackle. Ah, I killed Cypher Dios and ordered the clones. You fell for it. Blah, lightning, lightning, lightning. Because um, I would have liked to have uh, 
ended the trilogy knowing that one. Um, and also when... When Count Dooku was talking about Qui-Gon Jinn, I, like, like where would have Qui-Gon Jinn fallen? You know, could he... Yeah, I, it's... That, like, that whole little storyline was very interesting. And what other things? Probably don't kill... Don't chop Darth Maul in half. Or something like, just so he could come back, chop his arm off, chop his arm off, and have robot arm maul, spider arm maul. You could have eight tentacles. Well, no, that wouldn't be fair because he's got his. So he could have five tentacles coming out to become spider maul through the armpit. So there you go. Thank you, Ryan. Michael Nip, how you doing, Michael? If either Mendo or Toro could be resurrected for season two of The Mandalorian, which character would you prefer and why? Oof. And then there's a note here from Emily Lind on the Patreon saying, Tread carefully, Saunders. Now, for those that don't know, Emily Lind of the Canto Byte Dispatch, who's currently a few weeks into complaining that I haven't sent her in a, a, a question that I promised to send in to her show. So, save that. I might do it next, Emily, after I've recorded this, just quietly. So, um, she... I love Mendo and Toro Calican. I think they're, they're both great. Um... You know, Mendo, who was uh, Director Krennic in Rogue One. Now, Emily really likes Mendo as well, as much as I. It's not a competition, though. She has the opposite taste for Toro. So, she's warning me here. She wants Mendo back, basically. However, however, Emily and Michael and you, the listener, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, go- I'm going to go with Toro. I'm going to go with Toro. But, 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 hear me out. We can't get Mendo back because Ben Mendelsohn, the amazing actor behind Director Critic. And also, if you have not listened to my interview with him, what are you doing? Super fun. An hour chatting with Ben Mendelsohn. The best. Um, ben Mendelsohn will be far too busy as he's filming on the Cassian show. So how's he going to be in both? Huh? Hey, answer me that. See, I, I weaseled my way out of that perfectly. Pleasing everyone, or not everyone, because people don't want Toro in The Mandalorian Season 2. I would love for him to come back. He could be the Kenny each season. He comes back 
gets killed, seemingly, you know, and then um, returns in season three. Spider, spider calican, hey, let's do it. But Mendo appearing in the um, the Cassian show, I strangely when he was younger at the start of Rogue One, he seemed older than in the other scenes. Not sure what's up with that. But there you go. I would uh, I would bring back more. I would bring back Toro. Um, he fits the storyline. And uh, Mendo, doesn't matter, moot point, because um, I'm also getting Mendo hired on the uh, on the Cassian show, because Michael seems to think, has some knowledge that I'm getting some sweet role at Lucasfilm very soon to um, control casting, and control stories, actually. Control fan service. I'm, I'm the head, I'm the... C- the fan service cadet. Brandon Baker. Hey, Steele. I hope you and your family are well. We are well. Thank you, Brandon. Um, we have our health and most of the time our sanity in these times. I've just read that Disney Plus is adding the Fox X-Men and Fantastic Four movies. Do you think this has any impact on the likelihood of adding alternate Star Wars content that doesn't count? E.G., Hey, 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 mate. Star Wars content that doesn't count. Examples, Ewok movies. What do you mean? Don't count. Star Cruiser. That's my Star Wars, buddy. Come on. Ewok movies, pen and ink clone wars, Ewoks cartoon, droids cartoon, detours, Etc. I remember back in 2012 that someone, perhaps Seth Green, mentioned that Detours was put in the shelf. In the shelf? On the shelf? Hmm. Did you put... I don't know. I don't want to cause an issue here, Brandon. And this would have made a, a great Seinfeld bit in, in 1978. But is it in the shelf or on the shelf? Put stuff in the cupboard. I feel like you put stuff on the shelf. Anyway. But either way, it's now positioned on the Lucasfilm shelf somewhere. In it, on it. It's not next to it. All right? It's not. It's in the middle. Anyway, it was put there, according to Seth Green, maybe, because they did not want to confuse fans with the original timeline story. Why do you think Lucasfilm is so reluctant to share hashtag content, even if it is not part of their official story? Okay, I think the actual, and this may have come from Seth Green, but the story was they didn't want to dilute the characters in such a way. You know, they put it, they, you know, they maybe they want to do a Darth Vader movie, or, the, you know, they've got Darth Vader in Rogue One. And they didn't want him to be some comedic buffoon in this cartoon at the same time. Which I'm, if, if you are new to the podcast, detours, no buys. Have I, the, the clips that they put online, that did not appeal to my sense of humor. The sort of the 
Paris Hilton-esque, you know, cliched, like, Princess Leia character. Ugh. It, I don't know. It just, nah. Not for me. So I am, I, I am fascinated to watch it. But I've got to be honest with you. I just want to watch it myself. Like, just get, like, hey, hey, here's a, here's a download. Sneaky little cheeky download in my DMs. Then it get put on Disney Plus. This is very selfish because I don't want to listen to people talk about how they like it. <laughs> I am, um, this is some, what is it, Fahrenheit 457 or, is it 457? Anyway, um, sort of business. I just, yeah, I I want to burn the, um, the material. But I, I, I would watch it just out of interest. And I, I'm sure some of it would appeal to some, you know, I'd have to laugh. I'd have to, wouldn't I? But, you know, when, when it, it is for some people, for, for the less evolved of us, it is annoying at different levels to see people um, rave on about things that you not only don't like, like actively don't like, like I'm not neutral. I, I'm, I'm against it. So yeah, but do I think that I, I? I think it has a little bit of a help having the Fox X Men and Fantastic Four movies on Disney Plus because it shows they are adding things. I'm not sure if some contract thing with Netflix or Hulu or HBO just ended and that's why it's there now or they've just gotten around to doing it. But, you know, it definitely ups the percentage of chance because they are adding stuff. Why the Ewok movies are not up there just baffling, it's as Disney Star Wars as you could get in a, um, you know, it is the, it is the most Disneyfied Star Wars tale. Little teddy bears just running around in a field, having fun. Watch out for that lake. Very dangerous. Very scary. Could really leave an impact on the rest of your life. If you saw that scene when you were a little boy, (sighs) Was was it Lake Ewok? I don't know. Very dangerous. Don't go near the lake. Do not touch. Don't put a stick in that lake. Please do not. Very dangerous. Oh, no, the stick got him out. So have a magic stick. Yeah, always, almost in any situation in life, if you have an opportunity to bring a magic stick, do it. So, yeah, I am baffled to why they don't have those up. Likewise, Pen and Ink Clone Wars, the Terror... What was his name? Doesn't matter. It does matter, but it's not worth the energy. Teriyaki, Terrorizoski. Hmm. I don't know. But those early um, little skits, they're very stylized by the guy... What did he do? Like Samurai Jack or something like that. Um... Why they aren't up there, 
zero idea. Ewoks cartoon, droids cartoon. I have no idea why they're not up there. It's like, you know, maybe the cartoons, they don't have good enough quality of version, but I'm sure it's the same thing for, you know, all the cartoons on streaming services that were made in the 80s, same quality. Um it would imagine it would be the best possible quality, better than what you could watch on YouTube. And, yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I don't need my 4K um, Princess Kinesa. It can just be just be regular. Uh, and D2 is, I, I sort of, I kind of feel like... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They all might end up there one day, including detours. And I, you know, do put up one of these things every two or three months and make a little 20 minute introduction documentary sort of, I remember when I watched this and I'm, I'm a Star Wars personality or I'm in Star Wars and I think that'd be pretty cool, you know, and have everyone like create a bit of buzz. Don't put them all out at once, create a real buzz about like, like this Sunday night we're premiering Ewoks, uh, a caravan of courage. And then, you know, this is what we do. All the podcasts and YouTubers would, not all of them, but a lot of them were just looking for something to do. Like, oh, let's cover this. This would be good fun. Let's tweet about this. And, um, you know, it takes such little effort. So I, 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 I just can't imagine until I hear a reason why they wouldn't all end up there, um, apart from detours. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, the, the, the holiday special... You know, mate, put up the bit that everyone wants to see, which is the animated portion. Make a little clip around that. I I don't think the whole thing will ever be up there because, you know, just out of respect to George Lucas and, you know, he doesn't want it up there. So I think that is fair enough. Ian, thank you, Brandon, by the way. Good question. Ian Gallagher. What are your thoughts on Lost Seasons 1 and 3 versus 4 and 6? What I mean is, I think Lost becomes Lost at Season 4, and that's when it gets wild. What are your thoughts? Ian, excellent question, by the way. As you probably know, as I have mentioned it quite a few times, particularly on Star Wars You by podcast, I feel like with Hawes, because Hawes is he's such a lost guy. His cat is named Dharma. Come on. 
that's hardcore, that's hardcore, that's hardcore, as they chant in the old ECW. Lost reference into a wrestling reference, that is... That is pure Steel Wars magic right there, inverted commas. But, so I'm, um, season five, towards the end of our Isolation Lost rewatch. And first up, we are having the best time watching these episodes. So good. It's such a compelling show and the ending which we haven't got into the somewhat misunderstood and controversial final season and I'm knowing how it ends in the main series I'm very interested to have my first rewatch of that season, knowing how it ends. And because I, I have to say, I watched it pretty convincingly, <laughs> um, thoroughly on when it first aired. Like I, I would watch the new episode, and then I would listen to, you know, maybe four podcasts before you know the following episode of Lost. So I was I was pretty invested in following like all the clues and stuff like that. I I never went and searched for it online. I would just I'd listen to like the Jane Jack show. Um that that was the main one, the the most memorable one. And I would go they would do um shows at Comic-Con and I, I went to a couple of those and um got to meet them and they were super nice. But um the second time round, having a pretty comprehensive knowledge of everything, just loving it, loving how the pieces are getting slotted together. And, you know, one of the main gripes about all loss is like, oh, they never answered this, that or the other. And... I disagree because knowing what I know is going to come in the show with what I've just watched, I feel like everything's getting answered. Like if you're paying attention and maybe it needs that second rewatch to, um, to look for those things about like the smoke monster and all that good stuff. But as for your thoughts on one to three by four to six, I think it's from a certain point of view because for me, one to three, particularly one to two, you know, three is where, you know, you get Nikki and Polo and the episode where Jack flies a kite. <laughs> Some kind of treading water episodes. So it sort of does let the slide down. But one and two, the characters are just so well written and composed. And I guess it's having those flashbacks to tell you more things about the characters. But 
they build up each of these characters so well. We're, we're, when me and Jackie always talk about who's your favourite character, it's tough because they're so compelling. Like, Saeed is just killing the game. He's actually added to um, the lingo around here. He gets told something quite amazing. Yeah, it might, might be in season four. And he just looks back and goes, fascinating. So me and Jackie, <laughs> someone will say something. <laughs> and as a, uh, a friendly rib, we will go back to the other person and go, Fascinating. It's good fun. We're having a great time here in isolation in, uh, in, in 2020. But I kind of think Wonder 3 to me is that's like that's lost to me. Like 4 to 6 is insane. Like 4 to 5 is crazy. I haven't got to 6 yet. And I know from memory things get even loopier. But... It is, like, I'm trying not to say too much because if you haven't watched it, I want to keep it clear. But if, if, if you enjoy Star Wars and you haven't seen Lost, I reckon you're going to like it. Give it a shot. I actually, for everyone that has seen it, in season five, the last episode we watched last night was the Empire Strikes Back episode. And if you're familiar, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But very, very fun. But there are, um, particularly in the Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back episode, um, some good Star Wars uh, references throughout. So... Yeah, I, I agree. Like past season four, it does get wild, but it's it's it 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 is so different. It becomes so concept heavy from season you know four, five, six, whereas one to three was like really character based, and how they. You know, they did that investment in the characters in the first particularly two seasons. And later on it pays off when... Because there is so many characters in this show. It's like there's like 20 main characters. When they... New combinations team up, or sometimes you don't even realise that two main characters haven't seen each other for months at a time, and then they're reunited... Oh, man, it's so rewarding. Such a good show. So, yeah, for me, I, I, I think Lost, classic Lost to me is classic Lost, episodes one to three. Um, but I'm loving four to six. It is so different, though. But it's interesting that's when you think Lost becomes Lost. Because I, I, I think a lot of people, well, not like, you know, for some, some people I spoke to, they were, once it got into those seasons, it was just like, oh, it's just too much. And 
they sort of, rather than looking into it and trying to find out how it did make sense, sort of, you know, blew it off because it got a, it got so convoluted. But I I love the convolution. Man, oh, the episode I just watched. So the Empire Strikes Back episode is the episode with Eleanor doing what she has to do. And if you can remember what I'm talking about, oh my God, just, just some fascinating stuff. So, um, yeah, that is on my thoughts on Lost's one to three to four to six, but I am, I can't wait. I've got like a season and a half to watch, which, um, you know, I felt like I watched the first two seasons a couple of times, so I was pretty familiar with it. But I am in um, one viewing territory, and, and one viewing from, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. So, oh, man, I'm just having so much fun watching this. It's just great just to have seemingly unlimited supply of such a, such a sweet show that you can really get your teeth in and, and follow all, all the different storylines and it pays off so yeah I'm I feel like when I get to the end of it I'm gonna love it more than ever but we will see we will see so that is it for the ep as mentioned on the next Q&A I will tackle everyone's thoughts and feelings about the scoring the rise of Skywalker episodes we've already got a bunch of submissions that I'm looking forward to getting into and if you've got a comment or a question or a score that you want to um, to have discussed on the next episode just hit the comment section on this episode there will be a link to the Patreon page uh, in the show notes of this app so if you just click on the go for info and there'll be a link you can click it and uh, that will take you direct to the Patreon page or just log in on Patreon. The Patreon app, actually, the Patreon app for uh, iPhone is uh, it's pretty good. So um, do that. And if you are a new patron, make sure you get your exclusive little RSS feed that you can paste into your podcast app of choice, and then all the bonus content will download immediately, just like any other podcast. And you can access all the uh, 600 plus episodes through um, that that feed that is, um, it's in the top right-hand corner of the web page when you log in. And you get all the bonus content for just the $3 a month tier, and this is a uh, all access episode. So if you want to have more Q and A, if you want to uh, hear all the Page Wars episodes with me and Tom Chansky talking about Star Wars comics and books, all the Star Wars you buy podcasts with me and Halls talking about Star Wars history, super fun, and of course the Robo Report, which we just put up a new Robo Report this week with us discussing. All things Star Wars that Robbo's been up to in the last month. His um, 
tries to scare me with his tales of poison Ewoks. And then we do a watch through of the Mandalorian episode six, The Prisoner. So uh, that's all fun. So uh, yeah, if you need some extra content, you want to support the show, three bucks will get you access to a growing library of 600 plus podcasts for the month. And uh, your support is so, so appreciated. Truly is. And uh, tomorrow or the next day, a bit of sizzle, I'll be doing a interview with Yakface, talking about his fandom and uh, his toy website and uh, Star Wars collecting. Um, you know, he's normally the one that's breaking all the uh, news and rumors about Hasbro three and three quarter inch and six inch black series. So we'll be digging in on that. So look forward to that episode. And I've also lined up next week's interview guest as well. Someone um, from the Disney Star Wars films will be joining us. So uh, that should be super fun. Until then, enjoy that sizzle. Give us some comments about the uh, Rise of Skywalker act. Give us some comments about the Rise of Skywalker scoring. And may that force be with you. Mendelssohn, right? Yeah. I'm just confirming. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.